JR Dub Nation coming at you from the Weirman Media Studios in Duluth. So on today's episode, I'm going to lean in with a little bit of a few shout outs. Uh, I'm going to shout out to our Patreon supporters. Uh, I'm going to shout out to Mandy. I'm going to shout out to Isaac Weirman. I'm going to shout out to Garrick Banks. I'm going to shout out to Grace. I'm going to shout out to Alexander and I'm going to shout out to John. So those are some really important people and shout outs that need to be had and mentioned because at the end of the day, I wouldn't be doing a lot of this stuff if it wasn't for the people on the other end that are following the people that are downloading, consuming, sharing and following. So I want to say thanks to all of my Patreon pledgers and supporters. And I hope that moving forward that we can somehow scale those relationships because I want to somehow push us to grow not only individually and as far as like us pursuing our dreams and our passions and so forth, but also as like individuals and relationships go as far as each other. And I know the longer we exist and the longer we go without interacting and spending time and sharing time, space and energy together, the less likely we are to do so. So a big part of a lot of everything I do and a a lot of what I do is about trying to develop relationships. And I know how hard it is to develop intimate and exotic relationships with people because it requires us regularly sharing time, space and energy. So that's why I mentioned those people and those relationships And then on today's episode of the JRW Audio Experience, we're going to be talking about bringing the consumer friction-heavy processes rather than selling them on speed and friction-free processes. And before we do that, I'm going to lean in with another shout-out and mention. I'm going to mention the the neoclassical exploratory American film that uh, Alexander P. Gutterman launched and is he produced and is director of and creator and writer of, I believe. And in the neoclassical exploratory American film with a decidedly decidedly European indie flavor demands much of the audience. And I think that if people can find a way to explore the artwork at www.thehunterepisodic.com, the Hunter film, that they would really be pushed as far as their fictional exploration of self and doing so in in an explorative, open-minded sense. A lot of us, we never push ourselves to think outside of our, let's say, ego or our interpretation of the world and the universe. A lot of us, we just we just we just currently exist and continue to exist in an iterative loop. And in that iterative loop, we're never really pushing ourselves to disconnect from our from our egotistical inner subjective self that skews our interpretation of the data and interpretation of existence. So Alex Gutterman and his film and his interpretation and his exploration of our physical and fictional self as far as individually, but also of the universe in the film, the the Hunter film is incredibly interesting and unique. And in it's, requires us to have an inexactness and ambiguity experience that pushes us beyond our 
inner subjective ego and self and interpretation of self and the universe. So I think it's a really valuable insight and perspective that some of us could lean into as far as looking at that film, but also moving forward with our lives and our society. So then moving in from that, bringing the consumer friction-free processes versus bringing the consumer friction-heavy processes. This conversation to me is about selfish versus selfless. And what I mean by that is if you were a drug addict, right, and you start to compare capitalism to being a drug dealer or selling drugs, if you knew that the, the person you had's problem was consumption and it was consumption in an irresponsible sense of something that is not good for them. A lot of capitalism can be compared to drugs and addiction. A lot of us in capitalism, we're irresponsibly spending, living, and as far as how we're living beyond our means and we're spending beyond our means because we're trying to consume something. If you look at it from an unhealthy perspective, someone that needs to consume something to bring them happiness, fulfillment, joy, and some kind of escapism is unhealthy in a sense. Someone that is completely healthy is going to be a giver. Someone that tries to constructively build others up and build society up by giving rather than subtracting, taking, and consuming. So a big part of this conversation is understanding that when you gain the perspective and awareness to the fact that the consumer's addiction is to speed, as consumers, our addiction is to friction-free processes, services, and solutions. And when you're addicted to friction-free processes, services, and solutions, you're essentially talking about a space of stagnation and comfort where one is never leaving their comfort zone because they're addicted to the comfort that speed and so forth is speed. Once you understand it is comfort. Speed is the removal of friction and the removal of turbulence and the removal of any kind of challenge or resistance or force that forces us to grow and be in friction still moments. So friction heavy processes would be things like personal inventory, self-awareness, slowing down, inspecting and auditing how we do, why we do and what we're doing. And when you're inspecting, that is incredibly friction heavy. That is the opposite of just operating, doing, going and and growing. A lot of us were so caught up in never even inspecting and auditing to gain more perspective and awareness from what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it that we never can then make speed our ally. Speed is our enemy until we make speed our ally. And how you make speed your ally is by having an inspection and audit and then gaining awareness and perspective to what you're doing, how you're doing it, and why you're doing it that way. And then you can improve. And then you can continue to do. But you need to continue to do, inspect, and optimize. And when you're doing that, that's friction-heavy solutions. So if you look at what would be best for the consumer now, the consumer needs self-awareness. The consumer needs education. The consumer needs advocacy. The consumer needs empowerment. And when you bring in those things, those are all friction heavy things. If you looked at the best answers currently for consumers, it's for them to not spend money on X, Y, or Z. It's to minimize their spending and maximize their resource efficiency and efficacy of how they manage and spend their time, energy, money, and resources. And then the best thing for them to do is to then look at how they can invest that time, energy, and money and resources in themselves in their passions, dreams, and aspirations. Now, this is oftentimes a slow, steady process, but people can start today. You can start now. And a big part of this conversation is companies and capitalistic-minded people leveraging friction-free processes, services, and solutions. 
a big part of this that is hard for me is once I gain this perspective is it pushes you to a place where you don't want to manipulate, coerce, control, and leverage friction-free processes, services, and solutions. Because once you understand that the best thing actually for the consumer is less consumption and less purchasing and buying and more investing in themselves and efficacy and self-sufficiency and doing more with less. The, the future of this society and our society is one where people do more with less, put more in and get more out of it. So it's efficacy, it's efficiency. And if you look at that, that means people need to stop leveraging the consumer's vulnerability of their addiction to speed and friction-free processes, services, and solutions. A big part of this conversation is having that awareness and perspective. If you're simply leveraging and manipulating and coercing people via friction-free processes, services, and solutions, at the end of the day, you're not real, you're really leveraging, manipulating, controlling, and coercing. And I think it's a really interesting topic to start to push forward services, solutions, and business concepts that are friction heavy, that are focused on actually investing, educating, advocating, and empowering the consumer to stop their spending and minimize their stupid, irresponsible, or irrational spending and do so in a more rational, selfish manner where they can then have the time, the energy and the money and the resource abundance and capital capital when it comes to time, energy and money to invest in themselves, their dreams, their aspirations and do so via finding empowerment, education and advocacy in others when they look to others in the world. If others are constantly propelling others with and people are propelling constructive energy forward at scale, then when other people go out into the universe and they listen or they connect with others or they hear things that is constructive, propelling them forward, educating, advocating, and empowering for them and in building them up, then they're more likely to go out there and do those things necessary to pursue their dreams and aspirations and make their passions pursuable for profit and pursue their passions for profit. But for any of us to do this, we first must take the responsibility and accountability to the capitalistic companies that are consumer manipulators, they're consumer leveragers, leveragers and they're consumer coercives. They're not consumer educators, advocators, and empowerers. Once you understand this, this is it really makes it really important, relevant topic for conversation with where we're going as far as capitalism. Because at the end of the day, a lot of our capitalistic companies, when you really narrow down to it, they are selfishly leveraging, manipulating, coercing, and controlling the consumer to purchase, buy, or transact on a product, service, or solution that is about them making money that they can selfishly perpetuate themselves and their family and their tribe, but they're not really using it as a platform to educate, advocate, and empower in a selfless manner, pushing others to build them up and pushing others to pursue themselves, their passions, dreams, and aspirations by minimizing their spending in a capitalistic, irresponsible, consumeristic sense and then maximizing how much time they have, how much control they have, and how much empowerment and education they have by having resource control and resource efficacy. A big part of this entire conversation is understanding resource efficacy and getting more from less. 
and having control of your time, energy, and money. In order for people to have control of their time, they first must have control of their money. If you if your money and spending is out of control, no matter how much money you make, you're never going to have enough time because you're always spending all that money. And then in turn, you're sacrificing all your time. So to get back your time and have time control and empowerment and resource efficacy, it's a big conversation about the companies at scale and the companies in our society and community that are manipulating for a selfish gain rather than a, representing a company or concept that is selfless, educating, advocating, and empowering. And friction-heavy versus friction-free services and solutions that are manipulating the consumer's number one vulnerability. The consumer's number one vulnerability is their addiction to speed, is their misperception of time and speed. And by by them spending, the consumers spending all their time making money and sacrificing all their time, now they're time poor, where they then want to spend their money on services, solutions, and concepts that they in turn bring them back time. That's why they're in turn trying to buy back time based on what they buy and transact on that brings them time because they think it saves them time because they have such little time. So it's a really important, relevant conversation is understanding the consumer's time poor mentality, understanding how we as capitalistic companies and in a capitalistic society and community are responsible based on the companies we represent as far as friction-free manipulation and leveraging the consumer's number one vulnerability of time poor and addiction to friction-free processes, services, and solutions rather than educating, advocating, and empowering in a selfless manner to then push others to minimize their spending in a consumeristic, capitalistic society and pushing them to be educated, advocated, and empowered, and then have resource efficacy and efficiency and investing that time, energy, and money in themselves. And it's a really important, relevant conversation that I love to talk about. And I think it's really cool understanding this and looking at friction-heavy versus friction-free and looking at selfish versus selfless and looking at unhealthy versus healthy and building people up versus manipulating people And a drug dealer to me is the greatest example that continues to manipulate and leverage its audience, people, no matter what, how, no matter what the impact, whereas a capitalistic company that is one doing so, it really represents a drug dealer that is selfishly manipulating, leveraging and coercing and controlling for selfish gain. And I think that's a really important, relevant conversation that we need to continue to have. And I would like to have with more people regularly and consistently. The hard part is getting people to have this relevant conversation and dialogue, but moving forward, it's going to become even more relevant and and powerful and relevant in the sense that our society is going to be moving towards a more social and conversational commerce. So social, social conversational commerce is the future of commerce. So we need to have the social conversations and the social dialogue that pushes this forward so that people are having the relevant conversations and dialogue that is culture relevant, but also pushes the change that we need to start seeing and having at scale. So remember at Women Media, we always like to say it's never right. It's never wrong. It is simply our perspective.